0: Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Episode 9, Finding Mr. Right with Michelle Pacris. You're listening to The Race for the Ring, a podcast about dating in the digital decade. I am your host, Mindy Barnett. I'm a PR queen, a published inspirational author, motivational speaker, mom, and dating diva. Each week, I'll have a special guest dish dating dilemmas and delights with me, and together we'll maneuver how to play the game, not get played, and claim the most prized possession, self-love. Ready, set, go. So, everybody, I'm very excited about today's guest. Uh, Her name is Michelle Pacaris. I met Michelle when I was five years old. She lived across the street from my childhood home in Medford, New Jersey. Our parents were very dear friends and she and I grew up together. We were cheerleaders on the little league squad together. We rode the school bus t- class together. Um, we got a little bit disconnected in high school because she went to a-, a competing high school than I did. And then we got reconnected actually later on in life, when I took my apartment in New York city and on social media, she saw I was moving there part-time and we, we did a dinner and we've been like inevitable. Like if we were never separated, it was, it was inevitable that we got back together and she's been in my life full force ever since. And like me, Michelle is divorced um, and thriving and dating like me, but thriving in life and living the ultimate single gal life in in New York City. So Michelle, welcome to the Race for the Ring. I'm so excited to have you on.
1: Thank you for having me, Mindy. This is beyond exciting. Uh, I feel very grateful
0: to be here. Oh. Of course. So we always ask our guests each week, what is your dating status today? Now, by the time this podcast airs, it may be a little bit different than it is today. But today, what's going on in your life? And I should say, we're sort of smack dab in the middle of this COVID-19 social distancing excitement that adds a little, you know, I guess like fork in the plan with the whole dating scene overall.
1: I think it adds a fork in the plan in life in general, and we're all navigating different waters. Uh, I'm currently dating someone. I started dating him prior to the pandemic that's going on in our world. It has definitely changed dating for me. It's not your normal. Uh, we spend time together. However, he is divorced and has three kids, so it works when he doesn't have the kids on the weekend. And it's more about getting together and cooking and watching TV and chatting and learning more about each other one-on-one rather than going out there and doing all these activities. I've learned a lot of new board games that I used to play when I was a child. And it's learning more about a person in a completely different setting that some, I. I feel that it fast forwards it a little bit, but you get the true genuineness of someone because there's not really that's, an outlet to just be that's like, i it
0: takes a lot of the pressure of like going like having to get all dressed up and meeting him out and going to dinners and like things like that because you're just sort of like stripped down to the core in the sense like you're you know rolling up in comfy clothes and just being yourself your true authentic self probably the self that he probably would have gotten to know maybe six weeks eight weeks in um just sort of like fast-forwards that whole process a little bit. So you find that it's helped you get a little bit closer to him than if if things were, I guess, quote, normal or the way they were before COVID-19 struck?
1: Yeah, I think there's less structure. It's not as planned. It's more like, hey, we're going to get together. He drives in and picks me up. We hang out. We either cook dinner or order dinner. We watch Netflix. We watch TV. I'm basically... I am always my authentic self, but I would say no makeup, no nails, gray hair is coming in, you know. <laughs> Those are the things that are real. You know, it's not like, okay, I got all dolled up tonight to go out for dinner. Um, and he's like, hey, you look really hot. Not that he wouldn't say that anyway. However, it's just a lot different when you're like, hey, I do try to put on jeans when he comes to pick me up just to you know, get out of my element of wearing my Lulu pants or my David Lerner leggings that I always wear just because it makes you feel better. And actually every yeah. now and again, I do put on makeup. Um, maybe that's when he picks me up on a Friday. But other than that, no makeup, no hair done, headband. I'm rolling with it.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. That's really cool. But you have to be the least bit excited about when you can actually go out and like order like a martini at like an awesome restaurant in new york right with him i I mean i'm sort of seeing someone too and i'm like you're getting off so easy (laughs) it's like what i'm like you're this is like you know it's funny i make a joke i'm like every time he comes over or whatever if i ever see him which isn't a lot but when i do it's like pizza or you know like i'll make something for dinner which i rarely do but yeah it's so funny right
1: well, I yeah, I agree. I definitely don't cook. When I go to his place, he's always cooking. Um, it's nice to get out of New York with this pandemic. Yeah, I miss that little, let's go out, let's be social, let's listen to music. It's kind of like that whole ambiance thing. There's like, no. I mean, not that there's no ambiance. It's just like, hey, do you want to watch Netflix, listen to some music, play some card games, go yeah. for a walk? It's definitely not the norm.
0: No, it's it's just, it's sweet, though, in a sense, too, I guess, also, you know. Um, so let me ask you this. So I know you really like him, and we're not going to get into his details about him, but but do you think that this situation that we're in right now kind of, like, I don't know. I mean, you're not really able to go out and meet other people because we're not really able to go out and meet anybody at this point. So, so you... <laughs> not even yeah. each other. So do you think that, <laughs> which I'm desperately missing, would you think that, um, I don't know, do you think that you would um, be as into him if this, if you were in a normal setting with your day to day crazy life that you lead in New York with work and like being very social and maybe seeing other people too, because you had just met him when all this st- all happened with the shutdown? I know that's a hard question to answer, but I'm just curious.
1: I don't think it's hard for me. I think prior to this shutdown, we had been dating um, a little over a month. Mm-hmm. And in that time, I found that I I really enjoyed his company and his personality, and we have great chemistry. So even if the world was in our norm, in our normal, our old normal, because this is currently our new normal, uh, I don't think I'd really be like seeking because I really found someone currently that I enjoy spending time with, I laugh with, and I'm I'm just living present in the moment. Because sometimes when you have too many other people on your plate, it takes away from focusing on one. And I found many good things and things that I just enjoy that keeps me interested.
0: That's awesome. I'm happy for you. Okay, so the title of today's show is Finding Mr. Right. Now we're not saying that your current Mr. Right is not Mr. Right or Mr. Wrong. So we're gonna take him out of the picture totally. Okay, we're gonna just have like a yeah, straight up exactly. combo girlfriend to girlfriend. All right. So I've um, done I've done a little research um, as we always do at the Race for the Ring, and um, I before we get into some of what this uh, research is saying about what women our age and you know maybe a little older we're both in our 40s look for I'm curious to ask you because I have my own opinion do you look for different qualities now we're both 46 like in in our 40s versus when we were like in our 20s when you were younger
1: I definitely like can
0: you give me like your top three differences and then I'll give you my top three differences between them versus now and what you look for in like a guy when I was in my 20s? Yeah. Like, what what attracted you to, like, a man when you were, like, in your... not co- Like, not college, but, like, maybe, like, your late 20s versus yeah. now? Um, I'll tell you mine. How's that? Because I know what they are. Yeah. Oh I think God. when I was younger, one of the first things I would be attracted to is someone's looks. And while I still, like, that, you know, you can't help that, I think today, for me... Someone's much more aesthetically attractive if they have this dynamic personality and lots of charisma as opposed to someone who looks really good, you know, in a photo or just they're just a hot guy, but they don't have any personality. I find them to be less attractive. I also think um, body type. Back then, I was super attracted to like the athletic build, and while I still gravitate, obviously to that—not obviously, but for me, I gravitate to that. I don't necessarily need somebody that's got. Tons of muscles. I just would prefer to have someone that's healthy and not overweight because I, you know, and try to stay physically fit. And I think that says a lot about just their overall health, like where where they hold their, you know, the the status of having a healthy um, outlook. And then lastly, for me, not necessarily in this order, I think like intelligence and like um, being driven with a career is is really important. I still was that way in my twenties, so that one stayed consistent. So. Oh, I'm okay. So, what do you think? What are your top things versus then versus now with Guy to look for for well, Mr. Wright?
1: I was definitely into a fun party guy, mm-hmm. he always wanted to go out and have drinks. That was just, I love that. Um, definitely looks and um, intelligence has always been a try for me, um, mm-hmm. then and now. Um, Physical appearance, I think that's still, that's not as important. I do want someone to take care of themselves and look good, but it's not like they have to fully be like physically like cut and like how they eat and all that. Um, And the third is a family oriented man that, I mean, when you're younger, you don't really think about those things as much. You just kind of go with the flow.
0: Right, exactly. Because you're, I guess, you're not thinking about like, like long term in terms of like what life is going to look like when you're old. something that'll take care of you or be there when things happen. You know that aren't necessarily pleasant things like that. Okay, so Glamour magazine. I shared this poll with you, Michelle. Already, they yeah. pulled a thousand people, right, to kind of most all women, um, heterosexual women, to find out what they look for in a male partner. And I just wanted to kind of go over some of these, um, and and see where you, you. Stack up what you agree with and things like that. So they were saying that the majority of the women say that their Mr. Wonderful is a normal, loyal, and honest guy. He's funny. Um, and he's mildly groomed. He doesn't necessarily have to be a pretty boy, but they don't want someone who looks like a barbarian either. They (laughs) say that they want someone that talks about, this is what you were saying. So I guess you agree with this, that he talks about his feelings openly, such as like a desire to have children or things like that. But in the meantime, he's cool with just doing chores, walking the dog reading, watching Netflix with you. And this is a big one. He te- he texts you more than once a day. I think that's important that you have ongoing
1: communication with a guy you're dating. Do you agree? I think communication is key. I think how it's interpreted to each individual is very different. Uh, some people do not like to text. Some people do not like to pick up the phone. So it's about finding the communication that works best for one another. Um, for for some people, some are more needy than others, but I'm a communicator. I like to hear from them. It doesn't have to be every second of every day, but communication is at the top of my list for a is part of a foundation of a relationship.
0: I agree. You have to be able to talk and be stimulated, because then if you don't have that connection, then even if you're physically attracted to the person and you have really good chemistry physically, that fades away, I think, you know, if you don't have that ongoing friendship. That's kind of like the foundation of, of pretty much life in general with any kind of connections and friendships, that, relationships, I should say, that you have. Okay. So um, one of the topics they talked about in this poll, I won't get to all of them, but I'll just, I'm going to pick a few of them, was what do you want most from a relationship? So some of the um, suggestions that women said were, fun company, I want someone who makes me laugh and shows me new places, um, emotional support, I want a guy who will listen, intellectual partnership, um, or chemistry. So out of those four, what's most important for you?
1: Well, I think they're all important. I think I'm a combination. I think how they rank them is very specific on how they ask the question. I think mm-hmm. I'm bundled into one. I want them all. There's not just... One, I want from a relationship. I want them all combined. So I, yeah, I think I think it's important. I, I get that they broke them down percentage, but I think it's the package at the end of the day.
0: I agree with that. For me though, if I had to select just one, like my most important thing, I actually agree with the poll because it was the top it was the top one that scored the highest was the fun company, someone that makes you laugh and shows you new places. I agree though. I think they're all important. I just like I feel like in my kind of career, I mean, it's anybody's career really you've stressed and they, you know, things like that. So it's nice to have a release in somebody that is definitely somebody that is able to kind of take the edge off a little bit and keep you grounded. Um, what's your biggest turnoff out of the, out of the things that this uh, study showed? It says some of the um, most, I guess, notable answers were possessiveness, bad hygiene, someone who doesn't listen to me or men who don't know how to do anything. And I, by that, I, I think they—I think that they meant <laughs> perhaps housework or you know handyman type jobs and things like that. Um, I know you're gonna say they're all bad, but if you have to pick like maybe say one or two of your top like deal breakers, what would they be And that well, group?
1: Before we move on to this, I just wanna say what do you want most from go, just touch on your last one. I still don't okay. think one thing. Because the laugh and shows me new places and the emotional, I just think they all work together, hand in hand. Um, I just want to share that.
0: Okay, okay. However, I agree with, with that. My, but what, what about, think... let's go to the deal breakers. What, Which ones would you say would be, like, the worst for, offenses someone who doesn't to you? Listen to
1: me, listen to me someone, in, someone who doesn't listen to me. For that, okay. it's not, It's about the. it goes back to the communication process that's smart that's a good one
0: that's very good
1: I would I mean, say for, for bad me I wouldn't be dating them if they had bad hygiene. so
0: well that's true I suppose but maybe you don't know that they don't brush their teeth before bed because you weren't sleeping over yeah
1: <laughs> well that's true that, that's, that's, a uh, I know. I know. that's a valid point that's a valid point
0: and sometimes, like, possessiveness comes out later in a relationship, too. Yeah. You know, I mean, if they're overly jealous or whatever. I mean, I think that's a bit of a turnoff as well. Not a bit. It's a huge turnoff to me. Yeah. Um Because I, I think know. that has an issue. It's an issue with trust or just self-esteem on their end and things like that. Um, okay. Here's a good one. How do you feel about a guy who's friends with their ex? Do you think that it's acceptable um, you think cuz they're maintaining relationships, that's great. It's okay if they're not too serious with any of the exes or the one ex or do you think it it's a horrible sign and it means that they're keeping their options open? I'm confused about this, so I'm curious okay, what you think.
1: So I see this in two lights. So I feel like they left out one one little part of this question. How do you feel about, about a guy who's friends with his ex? Well, you can look at it two ways. Is this a man that's divorced that has children? Or is this just a man that's never been married and is friends with his ex? So I, I think at- it could be – let me let me interrupt you. Let's forget
0: the children because I think you don't have a choice but to be friends or try to have some sort of connection to your ex for the sake of the children. So let's just say they're either married, engaged, or just dated somebody and remove the kids out of the equation. There's no children.
1: I just think on some levels it works, but it depends because some some couples tend to be better friends than lovers. I'm really not a big fan of it, though. I think it. You're not. No, I'm not a big fan of it. Why? It would just make me wonder. Why? It would depend on how many times a day they talk, um, and if it came up frequent in our conversations, it would send up a red flag in my head to think. Why does he keep talking about her? Why is that need there?
0: It's hmm. a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. Because it's like, even if they're not romantically involved with that other person, if they're still sort of like their person, then there's exactly. really no room for you to be their person. That's a good point. Because I, I, that's why I was like, I put a big question mark next to that. Because I'm really, I mean, I I don't think there's really any exes. There aren't, there used to be, but now there isn't any one ex that I have that I don't have some sort of like friendship with, you know, now they aren't people I talk to all the time. I definitely don't talk to any of them all the time. Um, I go through periods where I might talk to one more than another, but I don't really have, uh, I, I don't have any bad blood with any of my exes at all, but I, I also know that they're not my people. Like if I was dating someone, which I am right now, like i I don't like think of that person. I don't really bring up their name and conversation like, you know, I'm obviously divorced and I have kids. so my ex-husband's name comes up probably more than anyone's only because he's part of my my day-to-day life because of the children that I have with him but the others like no other than maybe experiences and things like that so i think for me like that's probably i agree with what you're saying in that regard I, there was a guy i was dating michelle and he um he often brought up his ex <laughs> And, I mean, it was weird. I'm like, I- do you still like her? I mean, and I don't think he did, but I was sort of like, well, then just go, like, talk to her. Like, what are you talking to me for, right?
1: Yeah, I just don't – I think going back to what you were speaking about, about exes, they're not, like, your people. And when you keep them in your life, there's a reason, in my opinion. I'm no expert. Yeah. I think there is a reason. Um, I don't talk to any of my exes. I don't feel the need to. So maybe there's some women, some men do it because they feel the need for some reason. And not all exes, I know it doesn't mention the kids there, but some coexist and some don't coexist. Yeah. Yeah. So I think That's true. everything is subjective.
0: That's true. That's very true. Okay. So let's get into physique. Do you have, um, a, do you have any deal breakers in terms of like someone's body type? Um, like dad bod, do you think that's hot or do you think that's gross? <laughs> so
1: what do you exactly think a dad bod is? What's your version of a dad bod? And I'll, sh- and then I'll share my version of a dad bod. Okay, I think a dad bod is a
0: guy that was at one point in good shape, that sort of let it go, um, and doesn't go to the gym on a regular basis or exercise, I should say, whether it be running or doing something physical. Um, has a little bit of a gut, but isn't isn't obese, but could stand to lose a few, but doesn't do anything to try to combat that either. That to me is a dad bod. What's your version?
1: So I think your version's a good version and I thought about what a dad bod to me my version of a dad bod now is that probably the complete opposite of yours but yours is probably the correct version a dad bod dad bod to me now is the dad that is taking care of himself and wants to look good and puts himself together well I don't know if my version is right but that's what pops into my head when I think of a dad bod
0: And so, would you not want to date somebody that had that look?
1: Your version or my version? Your Your version, no. Your version, definitely not. My version, yes.
0: (laughs) I stay away from my version. I stay away from that dad bod. Okay. Um...
1: But would you go out my version of the dad bod? Maybe. I don't know. I 30, mean like, you know
0: what? We you. We're in our 40s. Like, your things change, health. you know. It is what it is. No one's perfect. I I just think if you try to be healthy, I think that's the most attractive thing you can do for yourself and for your partner. So, Without try us, to be no. healthy. That is it. Whatever healthy version of yourself you can be, you know, nobody here is, you know, the cover of a magazine. As long as we feel that way inside, that's all that matters, he right? Might be one day, um,
1: not know.
0: Yeah. Um
1: I meant I didn't
0: mean it for you. I I'm just saying. It in general because... I didn't mean it for them. I meant it for us. <laughs> I know. All right, let's for move so on. I all right. right. So Yeah. So let's um let's talk about the sexiest thing a guy could say. So what do you think that the most the sexiest thing a guy could say to you? Um according to this poll with I love you, I want you, I've been waiting to see you all day, Michelle. Or I cleaned your house while you were at work. What would you go for?
1: Well And don't say all the last one not interested in. Um I like the romantic one. I've been waiting to see you all day. That's sweet. What
0: do you think? I'm gonna pick.
1: I love you. I want you.
0: You know you oh. so well.
1: Okay. I think, they, so, I think they, should, they should say all three. I love you, Michelle. I want you, Michelle. I've been waiting to see you all day, Michelle.
0: <laughs> and I cleaned your house. And while I was there, I went to Chanel, Michelle. <laughs> I'm just exactly. kidding. Okay. Exactly. All right. So lastly, but not least, really quick, because we're re- running out of time. I can't believe it. We're going to talk about really fast the importance of honesty in um in finding the perfect man um i think that that's probably one of the biggest uh characteristics and qualities and, um, attributes that a man could bring to the table. Um, someone that is, you know, completely honest, even in times of turbulence, when it's easier to say, tell a little white lie, because it's easier to get out of something versus like just coming clean and telling the truth, whether it be through words or actions or whatever. Um, I also think that a really good guy is somebody that is able to, you know, look at himself, put his past in the past whether it be a childhood issue or past relationships or mistakes and just move forward with integrity and confidence um and know that they're the best version of themselves and then they can they can complete you know the equation and not look to have you as the girl complete them it's kind of like fill in where they're maybe having some sort of um deficiency of some sort so where do you think the um the integrity and the honesty stacks up. I mean, you thats is that super important for you as well? I mean, I'm not going to think you're going to sit here and tell me you want to lie or to date. <laughs> but in that's terms of that, like how important is that for you?
1: It's up there. I think it's one of the top. I don't want, I like transparency, honesty, authentic, being authentic. Because if you're not those things, then who are you? You're another version of yourself that I'm getting to know. And I want the real version. I think there's a lot of men out there, and maybe women, I don't want to discriminate, that put on one face and are really something else. Because they're afraid that they're not going to be liked for who they are.
0: Right. Right. That's very true. That's a good point. It's true. And that's sad because then you kind of fall in love or you really become attracted to somebody that's not really the existing you know it's the fake yeah, version think, of who they are
1: i think getting to know someone in the beginning you could get to know someone and then all these other things start to come out and that wasn't the person you really got to know it's not the person That's you true. thought who they were
0: yeah Absolutely. yeah
1: they sold you they were selling you something and then you really got to know them and they weren't that person i know it's true has that ever happened to you
0: Has it happened to me? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, multiple times, actually. (laughs) More times than I'd like to know, but I think it's made me more guarded, which is probably a good thing because I'm a very vulnerable person in general, and I'm giving my makeup like you are, and I think being a little bit guarded is okay. So um, not that I'm happy that I got burned in the past, but... um, I'm happy to have that kind of like layer of uh, experience um, on my skin so that I don't get burned again. Does that make sense?
1: It completely makes sense. And I feel the same way. You have to be guarded, but you also have to be open. So it's like that combination of a little bit scary.
0: Yeah, it's a it's a definitely like a uh, great territory. So as we wrap up, because we're out of time, tell me um, what dating advice would you have for all of our listeners out there? If you had to maybe come up with one or two tidbits of information based on your years of experience in the dating world, especially in New York City.
1: I believe that you shouldn't get discouraged and always be open minded and not to over communicate before going on a date because i believe that it just sets you up for failure cuz then you you, you always tell idea. me that that's good advice yeah you create an idea in your head of this person cuz you've been communicating so much and you saw their picture and you think it's going to be so great and then you walk in and then the the whole letdown begins that's what i think I think it's important to be confident in yourself, not to give up. And if the first date doesn't go well, you get back, you pick up your big girl pants and you start all over again. Yeah.
0: Good advice, it's Missy. Very easy,
1: it's very easy to get discouraged. And we've all been there.
0: Yeah. But keeping an open mind is key. You always tell me that, too. Because I'm always like, but he did this and he did that. And I don't know. And I don't want to go. And you're like, Mindy? Yeah. Be open-minded. I know. Yeah. So thank you. You definitely do
1: that. You have to be open-minded. Yeah, I know. You have to remember that there is no perfect, and you can't put all these expectations in. You have to go in with no expectations.
0: I know, but, you know.
1: Easier said than (laughs) done. I get it. I get it. (laughs)
0: Well, let's see if your Mr. Down turns into a Mr. Right. We'll check in with you in a, in a couple of months and find out. <laughs> Sounds
1: good. Well, I want to so know.
0: Fun. I'm sure everybody listening does too. Thank you thank for you joining so us much and stay for safe.
1: Me.
0: So fun. Of so fun. So fun. Stay safe. Bye bye.
1: Bye. Love you. Bye.